At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. It is officially Saturday here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. We have reached the witching hour. Brady Cannon and Adam Burke with you inside the VSIN Bet Center, inside the VSIN Studio at the fabulous Circa Resort and Casino. And it is time, my friend, to dive in a deep dive into the NFL card for Sunday. We kicked off the program with some college football previews, and we'll get to some of your best bets before we get out of here on the college gridiron. We touched on some baseball earlier, and now diving headfirst into the NFL schedule for week two, and we will start with the Saints and the Panthers. This one in Carolina, a 10 a.m. Pacific start, 1 p.m. Eastern. The Saints of course, coming off of that huge win over the Green Bay Packers, 38-3, to the final. And then, of course, the Carolina Panthers, they start out their season 1-0 with a win over the New York Jets, 19-14. to We've seen this line bounce around quite a bit, Adam. The New Orleans Saints favored on the road here. I believe they opened as four or four-and-a-half point favorites. Then they were bet down to three-and-a-half point favorites. The consensus number is currently three with some juice on top of that three. Still some three and a halfs out there in the market as far as the side. Your total pretty much across the board at 44 and a half. Yeah, I mean, this is one where I'm, I'm kind of starting to think about the over a little bit here because you've got a couple of key players for the Saints now on the injured reserve, Marcus Davenport, also Quan Alexander. Marshawn Lattimore had surgery earlier this week. He's questionable. 
Sean Payton says he's a game-time decision. Uh, I also saw that the Saints are missing eight coaches for yes. this game because yes. of COVID-19 protocols, positive tests, but they were vaccinated. So, you know, I don't know if they'll be able to possibly get back this week or, you know, maybe get back certainly for next week. But, I, I'm, you know, look, the the Saints really harassed Aaron Rodgers last week. They took advantage of some short fields. Winston had the five touchdown passes with under 200 yards passing. So I wonder if maybe this total is a little bit low because the Saints didn't have big offensive numbers. And I think Carolina's offense, while we talked about how good they looked, they only put up 19 points. I kind of wonder if maybe this total is a little bit low uh, just sort of based on the circumstances from last week's games. Yeah, creating some line value. The perception, so. uh, what we saw out of the Carolina Panthers uh, and what we saw in the dominant performance of the Saint, uh, the New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers only putting three points up on the board I think it's also interesting to note the role reversal here. The New Orleans Saints were supposed to play in the Superdome. Of course, Hurricane Ida uh, caused that to not be possible in the city of New Orleans. They had to move to Jacksonville to take on the Green Bay Packers in week one. They became underdogs, bigger underdogs in that game. The Green Bay Packers were favored by, what was it, about six and a half points. Uh, I think it dropped down to about four uh, but they were underdogs that won outright in that game, and now they go on the road in the role of a favorite. So that's a very different switch of roles here for a team that wasn't necessarily supposed to win in Week 1. And then you also look at, now that Packer effort in Week 1 was absolutely abysmal. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we'll ever see a, a worse effort by any team the entire season. I mean, it's like they just did not show up. It was really something to watch. But the Saints were a beneficiary of three turnovers. They were plus three in the turnover margin in that game. So they get that lackadaisical no-show by Rodgers and company. They win the turnover battle, and now they are in the role of the favorite. I'm saying maybe not so fast. Yeah, and I certainly understand the line movement that we've seen in this game as well. And, and that's the thing. I mean, look, if you like Carolina, there's – really not a whole lot of equity left now no. that this number has gone down right. to three. So you kind of missed the boat on that one. It's something where you, know, you, you do need to have these thoughts earlier in the week so that you can grab the best possible number that you can. So that's why for me, I kind of defaulted to the total for this game because at this point, I can't take Carolina at three when there were better numbers available earlier in the week. Let's look at the Rams and the Colts. And you broke down this game a little bit when we were talking about the highest or lowest scoring games, the prop markets there over at DraftKings, the Rams are off to a 1-0 start. They really dismantle the Chicago Bears on Sunday night football. And then the Indianapolis Colts, they lose their opener to the Seattle Seahawks. That was a loss at home. They lost that one as three-point underdogs on their home turf. And they will try and right the ship and get to 1-1 one one on the year. Matthew Stafford and the Rams, really as advertised, looking very impressive in that win over the Chicago Bears. The Rams are favored in this one, and the current number is three and a half. And we've seen some movement towards the Indianapolis Colts in this one, Adam. Uh, Los Angeles really opened up as about a four and a half, maybe even a five-point favorite in some spots. Now all the way down to three and a half. 48 pretty much your total across the board. Yeah, it looks like one of those sharp versus public split types of games here where the sharp side is definitely Indianapolis. And, and look, you can understand why. I mean, trying to buy low on the Colts coming off the bad performance last week. Rams, sort of a short week playing that Sunday night game. You probably don't do too much on Monday in practice. Then you've got the long travel out to Indianapolis. So you can certainly understand why there's been some Colts money in this one. 
But the one thing I'll say to you, Brady, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, but Matthew Stafford didn't play in the preseason. As we know, mm-hmm. Sean McVay right. you know, likes to err on the side of caution with his starters. Carson Wentz didn't either. And Carson Wentz missed time with the shoulder, the, was the hip or the shoulder. He was on the COVID-19 list for a little while. But in that week one game, one quarterback looked good and the other one didn't. And the quarterback that looked good was Matthew Stafford. And I don't know if that's an indictment of, of maybe Frank Reich, if that's an indictment of Carson Wentz. But I don't know how things could change that dramatically with these two offenses over the span of this week of practice. So if I had to play the side here, I'd actually be looking at the Rams. I know it's more of the public side. You're kind of going against the sharp money a little bit here. But I just have a lot more confidence that Stafford plays well as opposed to Wentz playing well. Well, the Colts are dealing with some injuries, too. You've got uh, is listed as questionable. They're all world offensive linemen. So, I mean, the Colts have a pretty long list of questionable players, if not players that are expected to be out for this game. So that is certainly something to check on there before you just dive in on what might be the sharp side or the public side. Uh, Obviously, injuries, you know, when they come in bunches, they can really add up. I think an injury here or there might not necessarily always matter, uh, especially to, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily a skill position. But when they come in bunches, they can definitely add up. And we saw the Indianapolis Colts really struggle last year when T.Y. Hilton was not in the lineup. So I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I have not played this game yet, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to jump in, mostly because of those injuries to the Indianapolis Colts. Let's talk about... Do you think we see a three in that game? Or is three and a half as low as it goes? Well, let's see. I thought I saw a three here. Uh, you're right. Three and a half. No, no, no. Yep, three and a half. Um, I think we'll see three. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, it, it's just very attractive to grab that hook. Uh, I, I think there is a chance. Now, um, you know, if, if these if it comes out that these players are not going to play, the players that are listed as questionable, then I don't think we will. Right. Um, no, no, I think it's a fair point. Just going off of the number, though, yeah, I, I think you're going to see some threes pop. Well, and if, if that's the case, again, I mean, you know, patience is a virtue. If you do <laughs> like the Rams, you know, you don't have to jump at the three and a half minus 15. Maybe you get three and a half flat or three and a half, you know, minus 05, something like that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, patience uh, definitely paying off in sports betting quite often. Let's look at the Raiders and the Steelers. This is another 10 o'clock Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern start. Uh, Both teams really were surprise winners in week one, both outright winners as underdogs. And uh, I would say probably the Pittsburgh Steelers, the bigger surprise going into Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, a team a lot of people had penciled in for the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Pittsburgh goes up there as six and a half point underdogs and wins on the road, really gets it done with defense. They were not very impressive on offense, but we know that defense is good and they certainly showed it to us. In week one, and what a barn burner on Monday night to kick off the season here at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The first regular season game with fans in the stands, and boy, was it a party in Las Vegas for the fans and the Raiders as they get past the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Part of my handicap or part of my assessment of this week two contest, Adam, is how do the Raiders not let down after that opener and that huge win to get that monkey off their back to come back and and have to win that game three or four times it seemed like how are they going to now go on the road and do it again at Pittsburgh yeah I think that's a a really really big point about this game is you know not only that it's also a short week with long travel across three time zones too and you know it's one of those things where look 
this line has moved around quite a bit, you know, sort of in what we used to call that dead zone between four and six. This line kind of went down early in the week. Now it's gone back up. Maybe there's some indication that we could see a seven show up here by Sunday, something like that. His offense isn't any good. We know that, but their defense is outstanding. And there were some issues on that Raiders offensive line against a pretty subpar Baltimore defense, at least based on what we saw last week. There were three offensive holding penalties on the offensive line for the Raiders in that game. Who is going to block T.J. Watt in this game? Well, who, who is going I, I don't know who's going to because their offensive line is banged up now, too. Right. And also, too, another factor about this game is from a matchup standpoint, you know, Darren Waller last week, 10 catches, 19 targets in that game for the Raiders. Well, now he's going to have to go up against Minka Fitzpatrick, who's one of the best guys at covering tight ends in the NFL. So if Carr doesn't have his top weapon, you know, how do the Raiders move the football here? And the last thing I'll say about this game is the Raiders team, when they can't outscore the opposition, we know that Pittsburgh won't score a ton of points, but Pittsburgh won't let up a lot of points either. So this is just all around, just nothing conducive, I think, to the Raiders in this spot. I talked about the injuries for Las Vegas. Josh Jacobs is listed as out. Uh, he will not play with a toe and an ankle injury. Uh, you've got Ngakwe is listed as questionable. Richie uh, Incognito along that offensive line is out. So the Raiders really suffering a lot of damage injury-wise after that week one victory. We'll get into some more previews coming up in just a moment. We'll be back after the break. It's the VEASAN Bet Center on the Sports Betting Network. If you didn't catch VEASAN last week, here's some of what you missed. Only 252 total yards for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game, uh, the biggest play of this game, we were talking about how the, you know, there was the big play in that Browns-Chiefs game was that punt that wasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, the big play of this game. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the VSIN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and Adam Burke with you from the role of the favorite. I, I think that was just one of the most automatic bets you could make just from a, a situational standpoint. And sure enough, Tyrod Taylor and, and company came out there and really routed the Jacksonville Jaguars. But um, at the same time, I, I don't want to get too excited and say that this team is all of a sudden going to be a playoff team or win the division. I still don't think they're a very good team, and I don't think the Jaguars either are very good. I do think the Cleveland Browns are one of the absolute best teams in the league. Yeah, you know, the the one concern for Cleveland here for this game is, you know, they put a lot into that Kansas City game last week, and mm-hmm. it was definitely a gut-wrenching loss for them. You know, had, they had a 12-point lead at halftime. It's a game that they had circled all offseason long, the playoff revenge angle, so on and so forth, which is why, rather than take the minus 12.5, minus 13, I put the Browns into a teaser. I took them down from 12.5 to 6.5, did the same thing with Tampa Bay, and I know it's kind of an unconventional teaser in a lot of ways, teasing a double-digit favorite down to just below a touchdown, but we were talking about this off-air and, and something that we kind of wanted to bring up on-air as well is that... You know, the Wong teaser obviously still tried and true, still works very, very well. But teasing through that three and seven corridor, that was something that came about when the average NFL total was, you know, 41 or 42. Now average NFL totals are what, 46, 47? You know, maybe even going higher than that for this season. So I just thought if the Browns aren't fully invested, aren't fully engaged, this gives me some more margin for error because I don't think they lose this game. I don't think the Texans are any good. And the Browns can be a team that in the second half has a lot of success with that running game. So to me, I just thought that this was kind of a smart play to take them down to six and a half uh, at the full game number of 13. I think it's tough. And I did talk earlier in the, in the show about liking the under 48, where I think this could be a 24 seven type win for Cleveland, where Kevin Stefanski just shows what he needs to show to get a win and get out of town. 
Yeah, I uh, mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, I go through the practice of making my own lines on the game and then seeing how those match up to what the odds maker is going to post. And I made the Browns 14 and a half point favorites and uh, really opened up at about 12 and a half. Certainly there were some 13s out there. Uh, it's pretty much 13 across the board. And now I'm even seeing a 13 and a half in town. Also seeing a 12 and a half uh, in town as well. In fact, right here at Circa currently at 12 and a half. So some fluctuation in the market for sure. But as far as the teasers, I, I do believe the three and the seven still are the most key numbers in the NFL. And that's probably still the most responsible way to to go about playing a six-point teaser. But I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, I've always said, and, and I've been told by people in the casino business, and, and now the juice has changed on teasers, but it used to be minus 110 that that was the most advantageous, the most positive EV bet you could make in the entire sports book, a two-team six-point teaser in the NFL. And just think about it. We know how tight these lines are. Uh, this market's probably tighter and tougher than any other sport in the world. And you skew that by six points, that's a big difference. So I think if you are able to skew that to any key number or through any key number, it's not an awful bet. And you you taking that under the seven to six and a half. I have a couple of teasers this week where I've taken it up to 10, 10 being another key number. So uh, I, I don't think the only teaser you're allowed to make <laughs> is a Wong teaser or three and a seven or what have you. I certainly think there are other ones that are okay to play. Yeah, and, and especially too, I mean, look, you know, early in the season, you sort of worry about teams being in rhythm, being able to cover those big numbers, play efficiently as expected. Like I said, if, if the Browns start slow here, and it, it is a possibility, I mean, they're going to have a great crowd. Obviously, there's more excitement about this Browns team than we've had ever in my lifetime. Uh, and, and in a lot of people's lifetimes. So you know, there will be that. There will be that kind of buzz. But if they do start slow for whatever reason, you know, it gives me it basically just gives me a little bit more time for the Browns to actually be the superior team like they're supposed to be. All right, let's talk about the 49ers playing their second straight road game against the Philadelphia Eagles, who will be playing their home opener. They come off of a big win after just absolutely thrashing the Atlanta Falcons. That game was a big surprise to a lot of people. The Falcons only mustering six points in that contest. The 49ers really were absolutely blowing out the Detroit Lions until they took their foot off the gas and let Detroit back in that game in the fourth quarter. They do hang on for an eight-point win. They cover or lose or push, depending on when you got that number on San Francisco or the Lions. And we've seen money come in on the he on the Eagles here this week, Adam. The Niners opened up as four-point favorites but now currently three-point favorites, and there's juice on the dog. So you wonder if this thing will get to two-and-a-half before game time. You know, it's only one data point, Brady, but back in 2019, the 49ers opened on the road against Tampa Bay and then played at Cincinnati. Yep, and I remember that. And they stayed that. in West Virginia at the Greenbrier Resort in upstate West Virginia, and they throttled Cincinnati 41-17 to in that game. And people kind of thought, okay, well, you know, they're staying on the East Coast. They just played Tampa Bay. You know, maybe this is a bad spot for them. And they were dominant. And again, it's only one data point. But all I'm saying here is I wouldn't be surprised if this game plays out the same way. You know, I don't know what to think of Philadelphia at this point in time. I came into the season thinking Philadelphia had maybe the widest range of outcomes this season. They could be 4-13. and 13. They could be, you know, an 11-6 and six type of team, something like that. 
So I don't really know what to do with this game, but just kind of some food for thought there that the back-to-back road angle does not really apply here to the 49ers because they stayed out east. Yeah, no, I I remember that. I believe, wasn't that two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember how this schedule shaped up the exact same way. And I, I wonder if people are a little bit too impressed by the Philadelphia Eagles in their opening contest against the Atlanta Falcons. I really figured uh, figured the Eagles to not be a very good team this year. Uh, they've got a brand new coach who's never really called plays before, except for in the preseason. Their rushing defense was ranked 28th in the NFL last year. They had 14 different combinations at offensive line. Uh, and for them to come out and all of a sudden have an effort like that, I don't know what ch- what has changed so much in the offseason with this team. Uh, they add Jalen Waddell at wide receiver. He had a nice game, or Devonta Smith, I should say. Um, but uh, I-, I just don't know what else this team has really done to all of, a, all of a sudden make them a juggernaut and be really competitive against a 49ers team, who we've talked about the NFC West, certainly looks like a very powerful team and a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about that game last week with the Eagles and the Falcons, and the thing that it makes me think about, I think less about the Eagles and more about Atlanta and wonder what that says about Atlanta, whether they just haven't you know, gotten into rhythm with Art Smith yet or if it's just something else there with that team. But I feel like that game was more of an indication of where the Falcons are as opposed to where the Eagles are. I would agree with you. Let's talk about one more here before the break, and that is the Buffalo Bills visiting the Miami Dolphins. Miami gets a win. As an underdog in Foxborough, a big win over their division rival, New England Patriots, 17-16, to the final there. And the Buffalo Bills fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers as six-and-a-half-point favorites in western, western New York. And now they will go to South Florida to take on the Dolphins. And they are in the role of a road favorite. And there are both threes and three-and-a-halves in the market in favor of Buffalo, Adam. Yeah, I like Buffalo at the minus three here, actually. I wonder if you and I might have a difference of opinion on this game. But last week, you know, Miami did get that win over the Patriots, but I was impressed with New England. I was impressed with Mac Jones. You know, the Patriots were 11 for 16 on third down in that game. Mac Jones was 9 of 12 on third down with seven first down completions. The best offense in the NFL last year on third down, the Buffalo Bills. So I think the Bills can stay on the field here. I think Josh Allen and company look a lot better in this game. We know Pittsburgh's pass rush is very, very lethal. They flexed their muscle with that last week. I think Buffalo bounces back here this week. Yeah, I am really torn on this game. I think there are situations that you can point to for either team here and make a good case for either one. Uh, The one that scares me the most, though, is this is an absolute inside-out affair here where you talked about how well the Patriots did against the Dolphins. The Patriots out-yarded the Dolphins, yet the Dolphins won the game. The Buffalo Bills out-yarded the Pittsburgh Steelers, yet the Steelers won the game. So this thing, I I mean, if you just go by the numbers, if you just look at the stat sheet, you would think that Buffalo and the New England Patriots won their games last week. So this one is very quirky. I may just stay away. We'll come back and preview some more here as the Beeson Bet Center rolls on on a Friday night, now a Saturday morning in Las Vegas, right here at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. The day we opened the Mirage, 
I mean, it was like, wow. It was the first time I've ever been associated with the casino where we were all out. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You'll get everything that vsin has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Adam Burke here with you, wrapping up the final half hour of the VEASAN Bet Center. And for those of you not familiar with Adam Burke, he is a part of our new team here. Welcome aboard, my friend. Congratulations again. And Adam, we're talking about vsin.com slash subscribe. Uh, one task that you have taken over here at the network is in charge of the newsletter the daily best bets email that comes out to all of our subscribers. And it's a fantastic newsletter, great information as far as the best bets, but you said you're ready to take it to another level. Yeah, that's what the plan is. We're going to take that subscriber newsletter to another level, as you said, and we've already taken the content there. A lot of good stuff. Ben Fox does a lot of great stuff for Visa, and he's done phenomenal as the VP of digital content here. We got a lot of really good content on the website that matches the really good content that you get on air as well. So a lot of perks to being a subscriber to say the least. I tell you what, uh, I get that email in my inbox every day, and I probably look at it about six out of seven days a week. It's always got great information. And one thing that's great about the email as well, uh, we always have Steve Mackinnon on the Lombardi line on Wednesdays when Point Spread Weekly comes out. Steve Mackinnon, of course, is the editor of Point Spread Weekly, and he does a tremendous job with his NASCAR handicap where he does a simulation, and he'll come out with a winner uh, uh, for that week's NASCAR race. And, of course, that Point Spread Weekly issue comes out on Wednesday. He does another simulation on Saturday, and that's where you're able to get that most updated information as far as who he is picking to win the race in that daily best bet email. Yeah, we sent out that weekend update here today about 10 p.m. Eastern time, and it did have Steve's uh, simulations for that NASCAR race and links to a lot of the other great content as well. And you know, that's one thing I've been really impressed with since I joined the, the network here is the quality of that point spread weekly oh, uh, you know, publication, it it's, it's fantastic. There's yeah. a lot of good people here, a lot of smart insights and analysis. I certainly recommend everybody check it out. I guess most of all, you're probably talking about my NFL and golf picks. Always. Yeah. Absolutely. In point spread weekly every week. But uh, no, absolutely a tremendous publication. And uh, yeah, you're right. Steve Mackinnon and his updated weekend simulations for NASCAR. I think he's hit like three out of the last four races. So pay attention to who he's got this week on the raceway. Let's get back to the NFL here, my friend, and I want to go to the Pacific Northwest for the Seattle Seahawks doing their home opener against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee in just a awful effort in a loss to the Arizona Cardinals in week one on their home field down in Nashville. The Seattle Seahawks get a win on the road at Indianapolis. They return home and they opened up as five and a half point favorites and people are betting Seattle here. This has moved up in favor of the Seahawks all the way to six and even some six and a halfs in the market now in favor of the Seahawks with a total of 54 as the consensus and the total moving as well too. Adam, I think when you look at both of these teams, there is definitely the perception that they are high powered offenses. And I understand the love for the over here. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, one offense will be high-powered, and that'll be Seattle's. We don't know about Tennessee really <laughs> right. yet. You know, uh, not a very good look for them last week. Certainly some concerns with Art Smith taking the job down there with Atlanta. And we know that Tennessee's defense is awful. I know that there's something that you like in this game, but one thing I will say really quickly is how much teaser liability is there going to be on Seattle minus half a point? Uh, it's it's going to be crazy. A lot. There's going to be a lot of it. And, and I think it'll get home. Probably. I, I think what you're talking about with Arthur Smith leaving this offense, I mean, he was really, uh, you know, the guy who orchestrated everything where they found success in 2020. Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, Jonu Smith is gone. He is now a New England Patriot. They add Julio Jones. And, you know, I, I said in the offseason, I don't really think that's a huge deal. Julio Jones is a fantastic player, uh, but he's often been injured in the last few seasons, and he's 32 years old, and I don't know how much of a difference he's going to make for this team. The defense has been progressively worse under Mike Brabel in his three years there with Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill has been through the roof. He has exceeded expectations for the last year and a half by so much that I just felt he was due for a crash here, and I don't know if what we saw last week in Arizona is going to continue. Uh, but I think Seattle, you need to take a hard look at this side this week. Yeah, I think so too. And kudos to you for getting the five and a half. And, and it's another important lesson for listeners about, you know, maybe you're not fully ready to fire on Sunday night or Monday morning or something like that, but at least take stock of where the numbers are and get an idea of where they're going to move. And, you know, also watch the progression of a line throughout the course of the week as well. That's something that's definitely going to help you in the long term. Uh, if you are able to pay attention to those things and and eventually be able to grab numbers like Brady did there at five and a half. All right, let's take a look at the next contest. We talked about Arthur Smith leaving the offensive coordinator job for Tennessee. Well, he's taken the head coaching job in Atlanta for the Falcons, and his debut didn't go so swimmingly as he just put up six points on the board with Matt Ryan and company in their loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. And now who's up next? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions, at home in Tampa Bay. So Atlanta is on the road, and they're a huge underdog here, 13-point underdogs to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In a division game, Adam, normally we'd say, are you crazy? And maybe we should be saying that. But after the Falcons' performance in Week 1 and what we saw out of the Buccaneers, the reputation they have, all the starters back, um, I understand this point spread. Now, on the look-ahead line, it was 105 and all of a sudden, again, largely influenced by what the Falcons did do or what the Falcons did not do in week one, we've seen this jump to 13 and a half. I will tell you, not knowing what the look-ahead line was before, not knowing what this was going to come out as, I made the Buccaneers a nine and a half point favorite. Huh? Yeah, and, and look, I mean, I talked about it. You know, I put the Buccaneers in that teaser with the Browns, taking them down from 12 and a half to six and a half. So that is something I do like about this game if you find a 12 and a half as opposed to a 13. One thing that's interesting to me, and I really like to do this across all sports betting markets, is to look for context clues in the line moves that are going to suggest to you how the game may play out. We've seen some pretty significant sharp money on the under for this game. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, we think of Atlanta as a bad defense, good offense type of team. We all saw what Tampa Bay did on Thursday night, you know, gave up a ton of yards, gained a ton of yards. I think that the very simple surface level handicap to this game would say, oh, this is going to be a high scoring game. But with the sharp money that's coming on the under here for this one to push this total down, I think that speaks volumes about a bounce-back performance from the Tampa Bay defense. So if you think Tampa Bay's defense is going to play well here, and we know that Tampa Bay has all kinds of offensive weapons, 
you get yourself to that 12 and a half point where I think it's kind of Tampa Bay or nothing on the spread. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Again, I don't want to lay 13 points in a division game. I'm not going to argue with your teaser. I think very easily, you know, this is kind of like we talked about with the 49ers and the Eagles. The, the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers could absolutely run the Falcons out of the building. It, it might happen. But I just think Atlanta is going to bounce back a little bit and uh, enough to maybe stay within that 13. Again, that... That look-ahead line at 10.5, the line I made uh, on my own at 9.5, I kind of think this game is somewhere in that window. And I hope you're okay with that because that will win your teaser. And if I decide to take the 13 points, we're both happy. That will be perfect. I, I, You may get better than 13 on this one too. You're right. You're right. You, it, you know, it's under 14, which, uh, of right. course, is another kind of key number, right? So I, I wouldn't be surprised. But, boy, if it does get to 14, it's not going to last long. No. No, I agree with that. All right, let's take a look at another one here, and this is going down at SoFi Stadium in sunny Southern California. The Chargers hosting the Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers' first opponent of the season in a whale of a game where Dak Prescott was outstanding, came up just short there to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, and I thought Justin Herbert was absolutely outstanding in his kickoff uh, of his sophomore season of NFL 2021 in a win over the Washington football team. The Chargers are favored here, and this one's bounced around a lot, Adam. We've seen three and three and a half in favor of the Chargers, who, again, won as an underdog outright last week and now in the role of the favorite. Yeah, one thing that hasn't bounced around here is the total because it seems like nobody is interested in betting the under for this game, Mm -hmm. and understandably so. You know, something I I failed to mention, we talked about the the prop for the highest-scoring game on Sunday, and I talked about the Cowboys-Chargers possibly being that game. Anthony Lynn is no longer holding back Justin Herbert. So, you know, I look at this game, and like I said, I see a ton of pass attempts. I see a lot of yardage attending betting the under for this game. Mm-hmm. And understandably so. You know, something I, I failed to mention, we talked about the, the prop for the highest-scoring game on Sunday, and I talked about the Cowboys-Chargers possibly being that game. Anthony Lynn is no longer holding back Justin Herbert. So, you know, I look at this game, and like I said, I see a ton of pass attempts. I see a lot of yardage potentially from both of these teams. We know Prescott will throw a lot. We know that Justin Herbert is off to a great start to his young NFL career. I don't even know if 55 is high enough on this total, Brady. Well, I tell you what, I need to check the injuries here for the Chargers. We know about some of the injuries for the Dallas Cowboys, but Brian Bulaga was nursing a bad back after week one. He's getting a little up there in age. The gentleman they brought in on that offensive line over from Green Bay, that offensive line looked outstanding against Washington. The new uh, rookie, Rashawn Slater, out of uh, they brought in on, in the draft, and then you've got Corey Lindsley at center. The offensive line did a great job protecting, uh, protecting Justin Herbert in week one. We'll see if they're healthy. I think that goes along. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature will give you insights on where the money and the bets are moving. For every game, you'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public's opinion. Data is available for money line, totals, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Happy Saturday morning to you from Brady Cannon and Adam Burke inside the VSIN Bet Center, wrapping up the program here with a couple more NFL games to preview. And we will start with the Sunday night game from Baltimore, Maryland, where the Ravens will be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs off of a very tough-fought win over the Cleveland Browns in comeback fashion. And the Baltimore Ravens, what a heartbreaker there for their squad in the year lost to the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday night. It seemed like the Ravens had that game won a couple of times. It seemed like the Raiders had that game won a few times. The Raiders end up coming out in the win column. But now the Chiefs and the Ravens will square off in week two. And certainly some urgency for Baltimore, Adam, as they do not want to fall to 0-2 on the year but they are an underdog. Right now, the odds makers saying the Kansas City Chiefs are going to start out 2-0 and maybe do so by four points. Yeah, a lot of urgency for Baltimore here, especially because, you know, based on what we're seeing with that line for the Steelers and the Raiders, it looks like Pittsburgh will be 2-0, and the Browns should take care of business against the Texans, so they should be 1-1. So the Ravens will already have a little bit of an uphill climb there in that division. I will say this, and and I hate to say this because this is such a marquee game, a lot of interest, big betting handle coming on Sunday night. I don't really have an opinion on this game. I don't Mm. really know where to go with it. I mean, 
The Chiefs just refused to cover this season. You got to pay that extra explosive last week against the Browns. They gave up a lot of big plays to Cleveland, but 54 and a half is, is a pretty big number here when these two teams seems like they play annually, a lot of familiarity. You know, obviously Lamar Jackson, maybe not as much of a vertical threat, but you know, can run around a little bit. I'll tell you what, my, I don't, I don't have anything on this one, Brady. Well, I tell you, if you just look at the market, uh, I've heard out there that uh, the ticket count in favor of Kansas City is about four to one. Uh, and we're seeing the line finally move that way. It was frozen for a long time. Even though the ticket count was so high on Kansas City, line went from three and a half to four. Uh, as far as the line I make on this game, I made it one and a half. It opened at two and a half. And pretty much immediately went to three or three and a half. Now, the Baltimore Ravens do have some uh, injuries along that offensive line. Ronnie Stanley uh, is not expected to play in this game. And we know about all the injuries they've had in the offseason. So uh, the injuries are certainly of concern for people that are looking to back Baltimore here. But uh, just from a market standpoint, how lopsided it is on the Chiefs and you have Baltimore here. I mean, since when did Baltimore become a lousy team? This team, I think, is still pretty darn good. They are just currently bitten by some injury. Uh, but I expect them to show up here in this game. You talked about Kansas City giving up some plays to the Cleveland Browns. 8.2 yards per play on defense. Yeah, and almost 10 yards per play in the first half. You know, wow. they, they made some good adjustments in the second half. Cleveland kind of made some mistakes in the second half as well. The, the one thing I guess I'll ask you is, I mean, we all watched that game on Monday night. The Ravens looked really bad defensively. Mm -hmm. Was that was that a one-off thing, or do you think that there is? You know, I think a lot it? of it has to do with the injuries. Okay, and and I do also think that John Harbaugh is such a good coach, and, and and maybe you can attribute some of it to looking ahead to the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson is zero for three against the Chiefs in his career. Now it's hard to say a look ahead occurred when you're playing on Monday Night Football. Uh, I mean, obviously that's a spotlight game, but maybe there was a little something in the back of their mind about next week to take on the Chiefs, and I, I do have faith in Harbaugh being able to at least figure out a way to slow down Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs offense. And I also think, you know, we talked about Tennessee and, and being due for some regression. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are due for regression, too. They're trying to make the Super Bowl for the third year in a row. They've had a positive turn, uh, turnover differential for three years in a row. You talked about how they win games, but they never cover. I mean, something's got to catch up to this team eventually. Right, and I think this is one where that hook looks attractive on Baltimore. You know, I think that probably makes all the difference. If this is three, our conversation's a lot different. Well, you can get four now. It went to four, I believe, on Thursday afternoon, Friday morning, something like that, and it's a solid four across the board now. Let's talk about the Monday Nighter. And this ought to be interesting. You've got the Detroit Lions visiting the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. And both of these teams looked pretty awful in week one. You could argue that the Lions looked better. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers absolutely drubbed by the New Orleans Saints. A total no-show by Aaron Rodgers and company, who really, 20, no wonder this team didn't show up uh, looking like a well-oiled machine. And then the Detroit Lions were getting completely manhandled by the San Francisco 49ers, but they got it together in the fourth quarter and really made some noise and, and threatened covering the spread. May have covered the spread for you, depending on when you got that number. But uh, the fighting Dan Campbell showed some fight there at the end of the game. And uh, here you have the Packers, the odds makers, ever expecting this team to bounce back, now favored by 11, Adam. It's a big number, especially because you know, 
mean, look, that performance last week was not just about what we saw on the field, but also raised a lot of questions about Aaron Rodgers and kind of where his head is at, maybe how much he's really buying into being with this team for the season. We don't really know the answer to that. I mean, this is something where I think we have to live bet this game. I want to see if Green Bay looks invested, if Green Bay looks motivated. And you think about Matt LaFleur, too, and you know, one thing that's really important to point out about him is his scripted drives are very, very good. They've been a very good first-quarter team ever since he took over the game. So this is one to me where I will not have any sort of pregame position. I want to see how Green Bay looks. I want to see how Jared Goff looks in this game up at Lambeau Field. And I also want to see how the Lions' secondary looks now that Jeff Okuda is out for the year. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.